Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and And on on earth peace peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, Have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. God our Father, who by sending into the world the word of truth and the spirit of sanctification, made known to the human race your wondrous mystery, grant us, we pray, that in professing the true faith, we may acknowledge the trinity of eternal glory and adore your unity, powerful in majesty. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. With the two tablets of stone in his hands, Moses went up to the mountain of Sinai, in the early morning as the Lord had commanded him. And the Lord descended in the form of a cloud, and Moses stood with him there. He called on the name of the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, a God of tenderness and compassion, slow to anger, rich in kindness and faithfulness. And Moses bowed down to the ground at once and worshipped. If I have indeed won your favour, Lord, he said, let my Lord come with us, I beg. True, they are a headstrong people, but forgive us our faults and our sins, and adopt us as your heritage. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. To you glory and praise forevermore. To you glory and praise forevermore. You are blessed, Lord God of our fathers. To you glory and praise forevermore. Blessed your glorious holy name. To you glory and praise forevermore. You are blessed in the temple of your glory. To you glory and praise forevermore. You are blessed on the throne of your kingdom. To you glory and praise forevermore. You are blessed who gaze into the depths. 
To you glory and praise forevermore. You are blessed in the firmament of heaven. To you glory and praise forevermore. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers, we wish you happiness. Try to grow perfect. Help one another. Be united. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints send you greetings. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory to the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. To God who is, who was and who is to come. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to Nicodemus, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not be lost, but may have eternal life. For God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but so that through him the world might be saved. No one who believes in him will be condemned, but whoever refuses to believe is condemned already because he refused to believe in the name of God's only Son. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, today's feast is often called the preacher's nightmare. It's difficult to talk about the Trinity because, um, like, it all seems really abstract. You know, it's commonplace to think that the Holy Trinity, you know, doesn't really connect with anything much in, you know, my everyday life and, and you know, our worship as Christians. It's hard because what's been said about the Trinity by theologians, like, it, it's so subtle and so extraordinarily difficult to understand that, you know, without, you know, a really sort of tough apprenticeship in theology, we, we struggle to get a foothold on, on what it all means. But the fact is, the doctrine of the Trinity is at the heart of Christianity. I mean, you know, it's, it's how we start prayer, right? You know, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's how we finish every Mass, you know, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So, you know, while it may be challenging to understand, you know, and to kind of dig into some of the subtle language of theology, that this is central to our faith. And far from being an irrelevant detail, the Trinity is who God is. And and as a consequence, it's revealing to us the goal of our life, which is God. So let's, let's, let's try and think about this a little bit. Now, there's a phrase from Scripture that's quoted often and in so many different circumstances that in some ways it's kind of lost its meaning a little bit. In the first letter of St. John, we read, God is love. And, you know, it's become a way of saying something about God being kind to us. It, it, it speaks of his sustaining care for each of us. And yet, that's not exactly what this quote says. You know, it, it doesn't say God loves. It's perfectly true as that statement is, right? But St. John says God is love. The word love here doesn't simply describe what God does, but who he is. 
And so before we even start talking about God creating and loving his creation, before he even brought the universe into existence, God is love. God, though he is one, is not alone. He's a trinity of persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is an eternal exchange of love. And so before we even speak about God loving something outside of himself, like creation, God is love. The Father loves, and because he's God, he loves perfectly. So the Father gives everything of himself to the Son. Every perfection that the Father possesses, he gives to his Son. He gives his intellect, his will, his power. Put simply, the Father gives to the Son everything he is, so that the Son is everything that the Father is. He is God, as the Father is God. But the only thing that the Father cannot share with the Son is the fact that he is the Father and not the Son. All right, you with me so far? It's a, it's a bit of a mind bender. But what we can start to see is that the reality of existing as God is given from the Father to the Son in a perfect act of love. And this is what we mean when we say in the Nicene Creed that the Son is eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, consubstantial with the Father. It's not a multiplication of gods. There aren't now two divine intellects and two divine wills. No, one intellect, one will, one almighty God, but now two persons. Because the Father is not the Son, and the Son is not the Father. Look at what Jesus tells us then in the Gospel of John. The Father and I are one. And, later on, everything the Father has is mine. And the reason why is because he's God from God. He is eternally begotten of the Father. All right, let's muddy the waters a bit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. He's the love that's breathed between the Father and Son. St. Bernard of Clairvaux he used this image to describe the Holy Trinity. He said, The Father is the one who kisses, the Son is the one who is kissed, and the Holy Spirit is the kiss that is shared between the Father and Son. Now, God is one, but he is an eternal exchange of love within the one Godhead. So, God is love. Even before he created the universe, he is love. This is not merely an abstract concept that's of interest only to theologians. No, the mystery of the Trinity describes the ground of existence. And it's love. I come from love. And I'm returning to love. It shouldn't be a surprise then that the deepest desire of my heart is for love. So here's the thing. Though God is one, he's not solitary. He's a perfect communion of love. 
And, you know, like this is something that we can only know because of Christ, because of Jesus. We read in the gospel today that, you know, Christ says to Nicodemus, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. The Son is God because the Father is God, just like we're human because our parents are human. Jesus reveals to us that God is one, that he is an eternal exchange of love between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's a communion of persons. You know, when we read the first chapter of the book of Genesis, the the first account of creation, God says this, he says, Let us make man in our own image, in the likeness of ourselves. It's interesting that God refers to himself in the plural form. Let us make man in our image. Who's he talking to? Already in the book of Genesis, we see a reference, an oblique reference, to the doctrine of the Trinity. God is one, but he's not alone. He's speaking, and speaking to someone who is himself. But this phrase also reveals something key. We're created in the image and likeness of the Most Holy Trinity. God, who isn't solitude, but communion. We're in the image and likeness of God, who is love. And it's for this reason that the human being realises himself or herself in love. God is love, and so the secret to human life is love. The meaning of life is to be found in making a sincere gift of ourselves. The Father gives himself fully to the Son in an act of perfect love, and we're created in the image and likeness of God who is love, so love is the answer to that that perennial human question. So here is the paradox of human life. I find my fulfilment in making a gift of myself. I'm fulfilled by emptying myself. The tragedy of this paradox is that it's counterintuitive. That so many in the world think that in order to be fulfilled, we need to grasp. We need to vacuum up everything that we desire, never imagining that joy comes from a gift of self which is love. The human person realises himself or herself when we love, when we make a sincere gift of ourselves. And, and this is something that um, you know, St. John Paul II reflected on in his document on the family, Familiaris Consortio. Here, let me quote you a little bit. God is love, and in himself he lives a mystery of personal loving communion. Creating the human race in his own image and continually keeping it in being, God inscribed in the humanity of man and woman the vocation and thus the capacity and responsibility of love and communion. Love is therefore the fundamental and innate vocation of every human being. So that's helpful to know on the the Feast of the Holy Trinity, right? Who is God? God is love. Who are we? We are made in the image and likeness of God. And so what is our vocation? It's to love. 
we're all created in the image and likeness of God. And so the meaning of our lives is found in love. Who and how we love is a response to God's unique vocation for each of us. But the sheer fact of our being in the image and likeness of God means that we're always called to love, to make a total gift of self. This is our supreme calling, to love, to shine forth the image of God and to imitate him who is the eternal exchange of love between the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And now let's together profess our faith by praying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the the Father Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, 
to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.